Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast. Jonathan here. Emily. Eric. Hello. All right. We talk about, okay, theme is great, theme is awesome. We love when mechanics and theme work together. What about when it doesn't work? One of the things the confrontation and its designer Reiner Knizia before that guy is kind of famous for being the pasted on theme guy, the one who will make a mathematical exercise and say, "Oh, it's about paintings," or "Oh, it's about uh, being paladins who are rescuing prisoners, and the prisoners are numbered between one and nine. And um, we, we call this a pasted on theme, a case where, like in Santorini, for example, as beautiful as it is. It could have basically been anything. Do paste-on themes ever bother you? All the time. What's, totally what's, what are some if, what's some offenders in this front that have really bugged you? It's like, why did you give this game this theme? Um, oh, let me think of a really good example. Uh, I think an easy one would be one of the, I just want to say one of the Sherlock Holmes games, uh, which is all about, which is all just card collection. Is that the one that's just called Holmes? I think it was Holmes uh, Sherlock versus, versus Mycroft. Versus Mycroft. Um, that's a and new one, isn't it? Yeah. And it's a lot of yeah, it's a lot of card collecting and, and rules and such that don't necessarily do anything. And I mean, especially with something like Sherlock Holmes, which is about the excitement about it is figuring stuff out and solving mysteries. Um, and in fact, a lot of people at Snakes ask me for games where they can solve mysteries, and I'm sometimes really hard pressed to give them ones that I think are actually going to do it. That's not just well, you are solving a mystery by rolling these dice, right? <laughs> Um, but where, like, say something like Mysterium, which is all about deduction and and abstract communication, like that's often when I'll go to and be like, okay, it's not really a mystery game, although it also is, but you get to figure stuff out, mm-hmm. which is, I think, what the, what the what appeal is. That's what people want to do, right? Mm-hmm. They want to be able to like put a puzzle together in their brains mm-hmm. as opposed to with pieces and dice and sticks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's why it bothers me so much. It's like if you're going to go to all the effort to create this kind of idea around the game uh, that's going to be exciting and get me engaged or pre-engaged to to like solve things and think things and then i get there and it's oh it's just math and moving a thing mm. around a board like then i i, I don't know he's even finished playing i'm like well whatever <laughs> you paste it on themes really bug you i'm trying to think of some there are so many is the thing and like the thing mm. is they don't they don't tend to like really bug me unless it's a theme that I have an attachment to. Right. So like I feel that having played Sherlock Holmes Consultant Detective, which I love so much, I want to be buried clutching it in my arms like a newborn <laughs> child. Um, it, like I think that playing like Sherlock versus Mycroft would have been really frustrating for me because it's it's a theme that I have, you know, deep, deep, deep emotional feelings towards. I find a lot of Euro games really bug me that way. I remember I played Ginkopolis a while back, and it was just so upsetting because I didn't feel like a city planner at all. I didn't feel like I was building a, a, a place to live out of trees and plants and stuff. I felt like I was a person sitting at a table performing a mathematical exercise trying to extract as many points as possible from a system of numbers and colors and... oh. See, I liked Gigkopolis, but not because of the theme. Like, I liked the art. I thought it looked cute as hell, but I liked it. But I, despite the fact that you're right, like, it is entirely a pasted on theme, but I don't care 
about the theme. You know, the, I don't uh, care the, about sustainable The other aspects of planning, it, the, you know? the, the attractiveness of the components, mm. the quality of the arts, and the interesting puzzle to yeah, be solved like by optimizing those systems enough was enough. for me. Right. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, playing as a kid. My parents got me a copy of 221B Baker Street. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's um, an older one, yeah. Yeah. And even then, I, even as a child, there's a bit frustrated by it because although it did have a lot of elements of collect enough clues that you can put the story together a lot of the mechanics behind it was rolling dice going around and randomly finding stuff and yeah as a kid i was like i'm not really solving this i'm just collecting things until i can have enough information to say what is going on kind of the beginnings of themed games sort of start with that roll and move sort of mechanic there was some during the victorian era so-called track games, which are basically takes on snakes and ladders, mm-hmm. were basically what games were. You would uh, roll a die or spin a teetotum and move your piece and do what it says on the space where you land, and usually it would have these uh, grotesquely um, didactic life lessons. It's like, oh, you landed on intemperance. Oh, you go back yes. three spaces. Yes, um, or it was like you got on a. You, there was like there was a square, and it was like, oh yes, no, you smart, you you are a young woman, and you go, you choose to go dancing with some boys, and then it's a snake, and you go like, talking like six columns down. It's like, oh, you're like an old maid because everyone thinks that you're promiscuous because you go dancing with boys, and nobody loves you, and you're never gonna get married, or never gonna have children, and your parents are gonna be disappointed in you, and you're. And it's just like, oh my god! Like, you know how at the cafe people often ask us, like, do you have something that's like a board game? Mm-hmm. And what they—that's completely non-specific, of course. But what they mean by that, I think, usually, is, do you have a roll and move game? Do you mm-hmm. have a game where I can roll a die and move a piece and do what it says on the space where I land? Um, these Victorian-style track games have so captured the public imagination, and uh, that, that this is what we think of what's you know like a board game. What that means, probably the game of life is the closest thing we have to that at this point. Because it is very much that mm-hmm. sort of theme and, uh, and that sort of approach. It's just that, well, everybody succeeds. Everybody gets rich. It's just, how did you get richer than the other players? Everybody has kids. Everybody, everybody gets a house. Everybody gets married. Everybody has a car, which yeah. is kind of unrealistic. When you days. first start playing, everybody mm-hmm. gets a car <laughs> and a house and a job for life, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of a fantasy wish fulfillment type thing and mm-hmm. you forget science fiction that's really implausible <laughs> but um the theme of like living a normal life is actually kind of appealing in a lot of ways mm-hmm. i mean i kind of we, we sort of have mentioned the, the when we we're talking about robinson crusoe the day-to-day stuff mm-hmm. everyday themes of like shopping and keeping a family and stuff like that that's really really appealing and i think that we I'd like to see more games that do more than the than the track game with that, like the game of mm-hmm. life, where it's just spin a spin and see what happens. I'm really excited about Foggle's Love, which should be coming out soon. That's a romantic comedy themed game. What? Which seems amazing, and uh, oh, I would I would love to see more themes like that. I think it'd be kind of an interesting experiment to see uh, when people play who plays the game of life, like mm-hmm. at Snakes, like if you actually have. A job for life in a car and two children in a house. Do you or have you any mean, interest or if you in playing want it? Any of those things? Is it right. If oh you yeah. You have no oh, interest. Totally. Like I do not know how to drive. I don't know if I'll ever learn how to drive. And if I learn how to drive, I don't know if I'll own a car because I live in the city and cars are expensive and gas is expensive and parking is nonsense. That's so, a like, case where the theme really kind of doesn't work. So like, do I? Case. Do I? Can I play the game of life like on foot? Like, is there like a bicycle expansion? Can I get one of those little like <laughs> carriers in the front that I can put my children in? If I can't, what about my dog? What if I want to get a 
dog. I don't want kids. I want a dog. Right? Can I get dogs instead? Can I just fill my car with dogs? What's the point of a life simulation <laughs> if I can't live the life that I want to pretend to be living exactly. in this game? Exactly, yeah. Exactly. You kind of need that freedom. That bothers me about the game of life, to be honest. That uh, that it's so popular. It's at the cafe, and I feel a jerk saying this, but that's okay. Um, the yeah, it's just like I look at them like this is such a stupid white picket fence fifties American desire. Mm-hmm. Like I think in a lot of cases, that this? might actually be part of the appeal. A lot of people play it ironically, mm-hmm. much the same but way. It's they... also nostalgia, sure. right? Like That's people don't true play too. the lame, people don't necessarily play the game of life. Like you know, moving their car with their little pink and blue pegs, you know, towards this track or that track. You know, with eyes glazed over, looking longingly into distance, thinking <laughs> one day I will have a car with two blue pegs. And two red <laughs> and and a job that pays that I drew out of a stack that pays me fifty k. You know, like I don't know if people want that necessarily. Like people don't use this as sort of like a life planning tool. You know, like it's not like you're you're really considering. You're not you're not optimizing your life. You're optimizing the game. You know, do you go to college? Do you go to the trades? You know, like do you spend that money up front? It's not like it's going to actually affect your desire to go to college or not. It's just. Freedom and determinism is also something that creates a lot of challenge when you're adapting a story to a game. Mm -hmm. Like, take the Godfather board game, for example. Mm -hmm. Here's a game where you get to run a mafia family. You get to run guns and liquor and eventually narcotics. That sort of comes into the game later, as it did in the the movies. You get to uh, uh, sort of stash money away. You get to uh, increase the size of your, your family and you spread your influence across New York. A lot of these Godfather type things are there. But a lot of people said that, well, this game feels gangstery, but it doesn't feel godfathery. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because what makes that story what it is isn't the guns and the liquor and the narcotics. Mm-hmm. It's Michael Corleone mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. his personal story mm-hmm. and his relationships with his family and the world and gradually becoming corrupt. You're, I mean, you're the point you just said um, about like deterministic... It, brought up an interesting idea for me like when you're doing a a board game theme based on like an existing media with a clear plot like Mm -hmm. at what point is it just a board game that is formulaically walking in those same footsteps or at what point do you decide that no this is like a this is like a sandbox in this universe like what makes a world more interesting than a plot versus like what makes a plot appealing enough for people wanting to play through even though when they even though they might know what the result would be exactly you know? it's the difference between the uh, the Victorian game of lifestyle things and the modern Robinson Crusoe type things that let you forge your own path mm-hmm. mm-hmm. alright thank you for listening to the Snakes cast thank you so much Eric for joining us thank you for having me you can get in touch with us at podcast at snakesandlattes.com to come say hi or goodbye I don't know the internet you can do whatever you want it's, 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 the internet is definitely not one of those Victorian style you know you no do the, no, no, the, no one will shun you for going out dancing with boys over the internet nope <laughs> uh, unless they do anyway the Snakes cast is produced by Dax Audio and music is provided by Ben Sound tune in next week when we discuss games about winter because it's winter here and it's cold and it's terrible and we're going to escape into more board games about the terrible cold that makes sense right that's, that's an excellent that's plan how and I endorse works. it uh, the opinions expressed on the Snakes cast are those of the presenters and our guests and nobody else's. See you next week. Bye. Bye.